Hey, this is Heath Padgett, and welcome to the RV Entrepreneur Podcast. This is episode number two. Today's episode, I'm going to be sitting down to talk with Adam and Lindsay of NewVentureTravels.com. Adam is a CPA and Lindsay is a writer and they're in their late 20s and just recently made the switch to the RV lifestyle. They're basically RV rookies if we were talking about like baseball cards or something like that. You know, I don't even know if that makes sense. Anyway, they've been traveling all over the United States and the globe for the past couple of years, just not in an RV. They've been backpacking in Asia, renting out Airbnbs, and also just traveling in a tent. And they just kind of recently made the upgrade to traveling in their casita. And something I really loved about Adam and Lindsay's story, the reason why I wanted to start out with this episode as my first interview, was to talk about how they went out how they went about saving up for the leap to the nomadic lifestyle, the full-time RV lifestyle, whatever you want to call it. It was a very methodical process for them and something they break down in this episode that anybody can take and use. Because Adam is a CPA, he just, I don't know, he's just a guy that he knows his money and he's very responsible. I think there's a big misconception about people, especially young people who live in an RV, which is they're being reckless and not intentional about their future. Why would you live in an RV? You should go be working in a job. But after listening to this episode with Adam and Lindsay, I think you'll realize that that is completely untrue, at least in the context of this conversation. They've been extremely intelligent about saving up and working towards building a remote income business every step of the way. And something that we go into towards the end of this episode that I really, really love is talking about this idea of creating a runway. This is something that Alyssa and I did when we got on the road for Hourly America. We knew that we had basically seven months to a year of runway where we would have income coming in and enough in savings that we could essentially use that time as a little bit of a buffer to build up and try out and experiment with other types of income. It's just something that's really cool and that's very practical. So without further ado, let's jump into this episode with Adam and Lindsay of New Venture Travels. Hey, Adam and Lindsay, what's up, guys? Doing great, doing great. Thanks for having us. No problem, man. I I have just have a feeling that before every single podcast that I'm gonna do on this show, I'm gonna ha- there's gonna have to be at least ten to fifteen minutes of just figuring out Wi-Fi and internet and all that kind of stuff. It's just like <laughs> the nature of starting an RV podcast. It's ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean that that's just got to roll with the pump punches. But the good thing is, I mean, it seems like the community is pretty flexible and willing to help out as much as possible and just keep a positive attitude and just keep on rolling. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so you guys are in your late 20s and you are literally just hitting the road in your casita. Lindsay, you're a writer, Adam, CPA, and uh, the name of y'all's business is New Venture. And um, y'all are traveling around. Is your casita's name Bernadette? It is. Exactly. Thanks for giving her the respect she deserves. Of course. Of course. Uh, That's not like a... The only Bernadette that I know is off of Big Bang Theory. There's no tie between those two, is it? No, no. Let's give the story. So we lived in New Zealand um, in a minivan for five months, and we bought our minivan from this English couple, and we couldn't understand the name that they were calling our minivan. So we just went with Bernie. 
and um, Bernie only had a bed in the back, and um, it was pretty grody. So then we wanted to move up in the RV world. Um, so when we got back to the States, we were looking for, you know, something with a toilet and a shower mm -hmm. um, and something a little more comfortable. So then we got our white casita and yeah. she's a lot more lovely than Bernie. So yeah. we named her Bernadette. Yeah, because I just feel Bernadette just exudes like sophistication and elegance and nice <laughs> round curves. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so, she's got some curves. She's got some mad curves. <laughs> I mean, she's just a big old egg, so nothing but curves. <laughs> so uh, we th we just thought Bernadette was fitting. Very yeah, fitting. after Bernie. That is awesome. So you guys were in New Zealand, was that last year? Yeah, uh, 2015, yep. Yes. Yeah, so 14 and 15, yeah. So walk me through a little bit of just where you what you guys have been up to for the past couple of years and what led into this kind of new lifestyle that you guys are getting into right now. Sure. So uh, we got married three years ago. And the day after we got back uh, from our honeymoon, Adam, as the accountant, sat us down and we figured out our budget. Um, but we worked backwards because we knew, you know, as a couple, we wanted to work towards a goal of long term travel together. So right off the bat, we were um, we were saving, you know, for this long term travel journey sometime in the future and then all of our friends um, slowly started getting pregnant and having kids and through a series of events we were like oh my gosh we really want kids too and then we started freaking out we were like oh no now or never we have to go travel um, because once we have kids we're not sure what that's going to look like so we had been saving uh, for a few years and then um, within a couple months we you know, just took off and started traveling. So we uh, did the U.S. for four months. Then we went to New Zealand for five months. Then we went on to Southeast Asia for six months. So mm -hmm. we just returned uh, from our international travels a couple months ago to visit family. And during visiting family, we wanted to set ourselves up to live in an RV. So mm -hmm. now we're starting that journey tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, pretty much pulling right out of Colorado Springs. Officially start 2016 journey living in Bernadette, living and working and traveling. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just, to simply put, it's been an evolution of, of going from saving up to only travel the world as long as you can to on that travels, realizing that, hey, we can figure out a way to have our cake and eat it too, work and travel. And we kind of, you know, towed around in that a little bit in Southeast Asia. And now this 2016 is going to be the year of like really giving it our best shot to, to make, make this a lifestyle. So it's just kind of getting a little bit of the taste of the, the lifestyle and you're realizing, well, this is pretty awesome <laughs> like yeah. hey it's not bad getting to travel around full-time maybe we can actually do this so you guys are basically living off y'all were y'all were living off savings during that travels so is that right yep yep exactly and we're still i mean we're almost getting to the point where we can start doing you know, putting savings back in the bank um but given the you know cpa uh tax season get, it gives us a big boost as far as revenue and Lindsay's riding uh goes back and forth so we don't have the continuity that we used to have you know getting the, the uh being a salaried employees but uh but yeah 
yeah, we we were living off the savings, and now we're trying to, we're 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 turning that corner where we can actually live off of what we're making and, and not touch the savings anymore. That's awesome. What? How did you guys kind of make that transition? Did y'all were actually in jobs that you quit to go and do this trip, or talk me through that process? Yeah. So what I'm, what I'm hearing you say is like, how did we kind of transition from working to the travel? Like, how do we like? Well, Cut yeah, that. yeah. When you guys were when you guys were traveling like abroad, y'all obviously mm. you weren't working during that time. So, uh, what, uh, yeah, what, what were yeah. you what were you doing before that? So, before we started traveling, we were both working full time jobs, mm-hmm. and um, Adam actually got fired from his job two weeks before he was going to give his notice. So it was perfect timing, so he could set up, uh, you know, our house to rent and everything. Um, and get that underway. And then I had to give my two week notice and I was bawling during that moment just because it was really scary to, you know, let go of security in a full-time job. Um, but my, you know, boss was totally excited for me and my coworkers were excited. Um, they were like, why are you crying? You're, you're about to travel, you know? So, um, so it's a, it's a big step, but you know, we knew it was it was worth it to take the risk and go for it and see if we'd like a lifestyle of traveling. I, I can relate, Adam. I I put in like a three month notice before I quit my job, which in hindsight was just way too long to give anybody heads up. But I put the I put the notice in and then I ended up like losing my job like a couple weeks after that. <laughs> so Really? Yeah. So I kind of it wasn't the exact same situation, but like we were planning on hitting the road like right after the wedding. Uh, and then we were going to go and be traveling for like seven months or extended period of time. We weren't really sure. And so I had done this thing in the past where I had quit my job in like a, a not so great way. So I wanted to go out like respectfully and just like not be on bad terms with any of my, you know, like my boss and my friends that and my coworkers and stuff. I told him, I was like, you know, I want to stay here and I want to work until the wedding, but we're doing this RV trip. We're going to go be traveling around the country. Uh, and so I'm just letting you know, and they were totally cool with that. Um, but then, yeah, basically they found my replacement like way too soon and let me go like <laughs> Friday afternoon, just like, Hey, you know, like we found somebody and, uh, yeah, you're good. So, <laughs> Oh my gosh. Hey, life's a journey. We figure it out as we yeah, go, Yeah, exactly. Right? You guys were living... Y'all were living in a tent in a Honda Accord for four months. <laughs> yeah. Like that's what yes. you guys are touring the US in? Yeah. Yes. So as we traveled, we we bumped yeah. up in lifestyle. So we yeah. started out the US in a tent and a Honda Accord. So we would we got down our, you know, putting our tent up in like ten minutes. Yeah. And then we could take it down in ten minutes. We got really good at that. And then when we went to New Zealand, we lived out of the minivan with the bed in the back. And then when we went to Southeast Asia, we were living out of our backpacks, but we would stay in guest houses and hostels. Yeah, and um, So that was really nice to have a shower and, yeah. you know, a working bathroom. Um, and and we, then, own our home, we own our own home that we rent out that we lived in before we left. And now we live in Bernadette. So I think we kind of pride ourselves on trying to be those folks. Or I think we pride ourselves on being the folks that have lived in. I mean, in, in, except like a castle, we, we've lived in pretty much a lot of <laughs> a lot of random places, living situations possible. Yeah, a lot of, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's a lot more that we we need to figure out how to like underwater and 
<laughs> I guess on top of a mountain, or like something. on the moon. Something, but well, I think it was the overnight high. Yeah, I mean some yeah these radical ones, but you know as far as like an everyday Joe Schmo, we've kind of t- t- ticked off all the boxes of uh, possible living situations. I think the nights in the overnight ferry in Thailand with the huge cockroaches and being like next to everyone kind of yeah. changed my mind. I I was I'm ready for my own space. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that and uh, yeah, you guys are are brave. I- you guys are brave for 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 doing the uh, for doing the tent because that was like our first original plan. We were gonna hit the road, and I told Alyssa she had a Honda CRV. I was like, "We'll just take out the back seat, and we'll we'll throw in an air mattress in there, and it'll be awesome." And I could we could, <laughs> we could totally do this. And I'm so glad that we didn't. So props to you guys for doing that because I'm pretty sure it would have been a rough go of it if we wouldn't have had like our little luxuries but at the same time it's like people can, i think you can adapt you know what i mean like oh 100 percent, yeah you totally adapt and yeah. you know for us there was always a light at the end of the tunnel at some point yeah. it wasn't the long permanent long term you know yeah we we did the we did the road trip of america thinking that well that was our that was going to be our only shot of doing like an extended american road trip and now here we got 2016 where we got a hold here so uh yeah you learn, things change, experiences shape you, make you more wise. <laughs> yeah. So we're going from a tent to Bernadette now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, y'all are, it's pretty much high class now that you guys have your oh, own space. Like sure. it's a luxury. It oh, is luxury. Sure. Oh my goodness. Just having a hair dryer. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. that what's crazy and awesome is that most people like their worst fear is losing all their money, having to sell their stuff and going to live in a trailer. Like that's most people's <laughs> worst fear. But the fact that it's like, that's what you guys are doing. That's what we're doing. And you know, it's like, that's not, it's not that bad. It's actually a lot of fun. And I think it takes a lot of the fear away. That's usually associated with like failing or losing all your money. Um, like the worst case scenarios and things that can happen in life. Like they aren't that bad. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that is very eloquently put right there. Oh, gosh, it's good <laughs> stuff, man. And I think living out of, we, we call it our tiny house. We don't call it our trailer because I, I don't know if I love that. But, um, you know. I'm just, totally fine with calling it a trailer for sure. Yeah, I usually we steer. Are, I usually steer trailer trash. <laughs> no, I usually steer away from calling it ours a trailer to Lindsay. <laughs> um, I work so hard for her. Yeah. So anyway, uh. But we just feel like we live more in a more enriched lifestyle because we, by living in a tiny house or, you know, in a lifestyle of being outside more, we've gotten to see um, the southern lights. We've seen eclipses randomly. We're more in tune with the weather. And we just really, since we're living in a tiny space, it makes us, it pushes us outside more. Mm-hmm. So, yep. And we love being outside. So, I think this is a better lifestyle. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Do you think that what you guys are doing now uh, versus, you know, living in a tent and or, you know, just living in rented spaces in different parts of the world, that being in an RV, that this is probably more suitable, like long term wise for what you guys want to do? Yes. Yes. We have gotten really tired of moving our yeah, stuff packing and repacking and so we are so excited to have our own space where everything has its spot mm-hmm. um you know and we'll be moving locations but our stuff we're not always packing and repacking our things so yeah. um but we realized but we also realized like life is chapters like 
True. You know, one day, one period, one chapter, you have certain desires to to do do life this way, and then all right, well, I, I you know satisfied that curiosity, and let's move on to the next one. So I think that's kind of what we've we've been going through for the past almost two years of traveling. Now is like different chapters of the style of travels. You know, you see on TV, yeah, this you go out and just live in the backpack and you know, hop from hostel to hostel or, or mm-hmm. island to island. And then you do that and then you realize, dang, it's pretty tiring. <laughs> and I mean, I don't know how long I can, I can do that. And then you just kind of say, all right, well, I close that chapter and let's start another one. And everything's, everything's great. You know, you don't have to put this crazy pressure on yourself to meet these expectations of be like this ultimate traveler adventurer that, <laughs> that roughs it everywhere and i think we're, we're kind of coming to terms that we like to have a little bit of luxury with bernadette and have our own space and kind of but still travel i mean we still love being everywhere or or want, having that ability to go chase some curiosity so so right now we're trying to find i feel like with bernadette we kind of found that medium point and we'll see maybe maybe we're wrong but we'll see 2016 yeah i think the the season we're in right now is chasing our curiosities. You know, we were curious about traveling long-term and, and we were able to make that happen. And then now we're curious about the RV lifestyle and Mm -hmm. we're setting off on that tomorrow. So, you know, just being open with ourselves, like maybe this will fail. Maybe this isn't what we really expected it to be, Mm -hmm. but we have to give it a go and give it a try and and see if we like it. Yeah. And I mean, and and I think the key ingredient of being able to say those words that you're saying, you know, at least give it a try, give it a go. Maybe it's maybe we'll fail is like setting yourself up in the present to allow yourself that opportunity for failure. And and for us, how that looks is like, you know, we saved responsibly and now we're building businesses responsibly and we don't spend excessively. And we just are constantly aware of like our financial situation and, and that type of stuff. So, you know, you know, kind of, we're living in a trailer. Yeah. But we're <laughs> living in a trailer responsibly. I feel. Yeah. So, uh, what's in- yeah. What's interesting about you guys and you saying that you, that you mentioned the fact that you guys are really in tune with just your finances and what it costs. And, um, because having these conversations with people of, you know, who have taken their lifestyles on the road, it may it may just be like the nature of people that I've spoken with, but it seems like a lot of the people very much like they know how much money they need and they're just more in tune with their finances while they're they're somehow living in an RV than they would be when they're at home. Maybe because like you're not paying the same kind of rent and, and you're not going out all the time. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what it is, but there's just something about it that it's like we know exactly how much money we we are making every month. We know exactly how much our our costs are right now and, and all of those things. So I'll be interested to hear, talk to you guys in a few months and see like if that's still the case. And maybe that's just because you're a CPA that you, that's like comes naturally. Oh, it totally comes naturally. <laughs> well, but I think the, I think what it is, is just goals. I mean, I mean, we don't need to over engineer or overthink kind of what's happening, you know, with people like all of us is like, you know, we have these goals that we, we sat down, we make goals, whether it's like, I want to travel for this long or I want to live in an RV and try to build businesses or I want to, you know, try some kind of new crazy idea. You know, you kind of, I think that first step is just to put that goal down. And then when you have that goal and you kind of commit to it, 
and you hold yourself accountable to it, all these other things are the byproduct of that vision. You know, the, the I'm not going to go out to eat um, expensively or all these all these other financial situations. You, your goal is holding yourself is holding your actions accountable. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's I don't think it's like a huge, you know, like crazy. I don't think it's like a CPA thing is what I'm saying. I think there's all of us share that that one common thing. And I think it's goal setting. Yeah. And so during all of our travels, we've been very intentional with our finances. And so every month we go through our current spending and see what our daily expenses are. And we try to keep it under $50 a day Mm -hmm. and going, seeing how much we're really spending every month is a really keeps us accountability. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. So we can see how much we're spending. And then Adam's put together these formulas to show, you know, here's our bucket of money. And if we keep spending the way we're spending our average per day, here's how many more days we can travel. So, you know, we're constantly seeing how many more days we can travel based on our current, you know, expenses and and how much money we have in the bank. So, so that keeps us really accountable to Mm -hmm. keep pursuing this lifestyle. And our main goal is we're built, we want to build this lifestyle of being able to have freedom of choice to chase our curiosities whenever they occur. So that's just the big goal that we're, all these other things are, are a byproduct of. Yeah, so the the idea is kind of to to know how long you guys can be on the road for, but also be continuously working towards building up enough business revenue and things like that to to move that number out further and further. Exactly. Exactly. Correct. Yeah, I th- I mean I think that's a great place to be, and that's exactly where where we've really been since we hit the road. I mean I think that's a I think that's super smart. You t- you mentioned to me in the email that you you guys were saving up for five years before you hit the road that's a yeah. long that's a long time to be like saving up were you guys just saving up kind of in general and being just money smart or were you yes. always thinking like we're saving up intentionally to hit the road uh a little bit of both i mean it's, it's kind of like we both had a desire to to travel um i would say adam was saving up for I guess three and a half years. And then when we got married, we intentionally saved for one and a half together. Yeah. For this ultimate goal of long, long travel. Um, so yeah, maybe that three and a half years, uh, when I was saving independently, it was kind of just like, I knew that at some time I was going to want to stop working and travel. So that's kind of what I was had a vision about. Uh, So yeah. Do you feel like because you guys had, at least the financial piece under wraps, like that, that the biggest obstacle, which is typically money was kind of removed. Like what was the biggest kind of obstacle that you guys have faced just in like leaving your jobs? Obviously that was hard. Lindsay, you cried. Um, (laughs) but like what, what was, what's been the most difficult part of just transitioning to a more nomadic lifestyle? I would say community. And Mm. I, saw that you wrote about this on your blog um community has been really difficult for us we've been constantly meeting new people amazing people inspiring people on the road but those friendships are very short and so you know the most of the time it's just adam and i so Mm -hmm. we've i mean our relationship has grown a ton but 
you know, for us, it's really important to, to have community. And so we've created a digital community for ourselves while we're traveling and of course, staying in touch with our friends and family. Um, but I would say community. So that's going to be, while we're back in the U S to me, that's going to be a big, uh, goal for myself is to figure out other ways to keep building my community while we're traveling. Mm -hmm. So I guess the biggest transitional, hardest transitional part for me, um, yeah, I mean the money situation, having the, having the pot of funds gives, it gives me like really uh, gave me like a ton of confidence to make that transition. Um, I think that was the biggest transition for me, just having that pot of funds that I felt confident would allow me to to travel as long as I wanted to, pretty much, type thing. I think that that was the big, yeah, that was the big transition for me. Yeah, I think that whenever you do have that pot of funds, even if it, I think most people think it needs to be more than it actually is, and I would love to hear kind of your take mm -hmm. on that from like a CPA, financial expert kind of guy. But um, just, you know, to be able to say like, hey, the worst case scenario is we go and travel for X number of days. And in the process, we have this amazing experience, life, you know, of life and learn a ton. And just it's something that you'll always, always cherish, because whenever we first started telling our friends that we were going to hit the road, we got like one of three reactions. One was from like older people that were like maybe in their 70s or 80s who wish they would have traveled more or were glad that they did travel. And they were like, that's really yeah. cool. And then there was the people who are our age who were like, man, that's that's awesome. I'd love to go buy an RV and travel around the country. And then there was the people who were like 40s and 50s maybe who had been working for 30 years and, re and thought like we were the most irresponsible kids on the planet. <laughs> Dude, you really hit the whole... The whole graphic, yeah, you hit the whole... We got the same responses. <laughs> yeah. I mean, most of our best friends traveling for this year have been older people, like 55 <laughs> to 70 years old, because they're like, yes, do it, get it done. Like, like you yeah, guys are doing worked, it right. I, I did the work thing. It's not all it's cracked up to be. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then we talked to like the 40s to that range and I'm like, yeah, get it out of your system. I don't yeah. you know. You're kind of squandering your money. Um, that'll stop when you have kids, you know, that type of maybe negative mentality. Yeah. And then, yeah. The, uh, the younger crowd, our age are like, yeah, I wish I could. But then we're like, man, you really can. <laughs> I mean, you know, let's, uh, you know, let's sit down, let's talk about some barriers. You know, usually the finances are the biggest barrier, you know, maybe, Maybe like family or not, not having a support system might be another barrier. So anyway, let's just bring to life all these barriers and stare them in the face and see if they're actually something that should be holding you back. And if they, if they aren't, then you know let's let's start chipping away at them. And if they are, then let's figure out a, a way to to make them smaller than they really are, and then start just put a plan in place and go forward. Yeah, I think um, I think there's so many people that could that could benefit just from that mentality. So I'll make sure and and link up to your website. And so if there's anybody out there who's trying to figure out how to make the transition into, you know, more nomadic or traveling or, you know, just trying to get that under wraps and figure out what kind of steps you can take, I'll make sure and connect, connect you guys so they can, they can have that conversation with you and kind of learn from y'all. Cause I think that there's so many, I mean, it seems like it's, it's so natural and it, it's almost so easy for you. I mean, it's, you know, it just like comes naturally, but I think that, there's a really great place to, you know, teach people in that sense, just because the things that come really natural to us, it's like, 
I would love to have your financial sense, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, and that's what life is about. I mean, as much as we've traveled and the people that we've talked to, I mean, the biggest memories that we have is when we're just like sharing something with people, whether it's a story or some knowledge or a meal or an experience or just, I mean, anything. I mean, that sharing and just like helping each other out and just being human beings I mean, that just adds so much to life. And I mean, that's a that's a big part of what me and Lindsay are about is community. I mean, we value community so much. And, and you know, as we've prepared for this RV part of our journey, we have realized that it takes a village yes, to get golly. us on the road. We cannot do this ourselves. There's so Jeez, much yes. knowledge that our friends and family have that have helped us, you know, hitch up, figure out what kind of vehicle we need to pull Bernadette. Those kind yeah. of things. I mean, yeah, we really, we can't go in this world alone. We can't go on these big adventures or even like just regular life alone. You got to have, everybody's got their strengths and weaknesses and we got to surround ourselves with people that are encouraging and, and can lend their skills. And it's not being dependent on people. It's just realizing, you know, self-aware that you don't have it all. No one has it all. Yeah. So, uh so yeah, we'd love all that to say. We'd love, love, love to help people out that are that are having some frustrating times, or yeah. just to paint a picture of where maybe the next step, um, or give a fresh set of eyes on their plan or whatever it is. Yeah, and I want to go ahead. Go oh, ahead, Lindsay. I think one thing that also helped us with the transition of heading out was, you know, we had this goal of traveling long-term. However, I wasn't sure if I would be able to make it six months. This was a whole new lifestyle for me. But what we had done is we saved up this pot of money to travel, and then we had the second pot of money saved up, which would cover us when we got back from our adventure. So emergency was, fund. Yeah, we called that our emergency fund. So it was our, So it was essentially six months' worth of expenses for us when we got back to the U.S. and were looking for jobs. Um, so we had that to fall back on too. So it wasn't just depleting our whole income. It was while we were traveling, we were just having our travel finances and then also this emergency fund for when we returned. So I think that gave us some confidence too, that we would have that when we mm -hmm. got back home and had to figure things out. Or if we failed and it didn't work or it wasn't what we expected, we could, you know, readjust and figure mm -hmm. out what we wanted moving forward. And I mean, these, and we are, we're regular, regular people. It's not, yeah, I have CPA behind my letters, but you know, the most I made in a year was like $54,000. So it's not like I'm, you know, making a hundred K plus Lindsay, what, what did you make? If you want well, to share, I worked for a nonprofit. So that shows a bit of my income. So we yeah. weren't making that much. Yeah. So we're, we're making like, you know, middle class income, but so like the people that give that shoot those excuses that, you know, in order to do this, you got to make like over a hundred K or whatever a year, you know, it's totally wrong. Um, it's just, it just gets, it gets down to your, your everyday actions, your everyday decision, decisions, your, the small things, right. you know, the buying the coffee or not, or, you know, buying a brand new vehicle and paying that interest expense or not. And you know, that type of stuff. Yeah. What kind of decisions that, I'll ask this question and then we'll go into kind of like a, a little rapid fire Q&A thing before we jump off. But what kind of yeah. things did you guys do um, maybe after you got married before 
uh, you know, you, you decided to take the leap and go do this, that, that helped build up that, that pot that allowed you to basically have a fallback plan? Like what were some of the intentional decisions you made? I know you just mentioned a couple, like, you know, not buying crazy expensive coffee and things like that, but is there any just practical tips that you'd give anybody who's trying to figure this out? Yes. So we started out doing the envelope system. Mm -hmm. So we had every category of life and finances. So um, you know, electricity, rent, not rent, our mortgage, you know, things like that, food, all those things. And we would pay cash and like paying cash made us stick to our budget. And another thing was we only had $10 a week to ourselves. So, mm -hmm. and I was being held accountable by an accountant now. And I used to go, um, I would be running in the mornings and I would go grab a coffee at a coffee shop before work. And then I would go grab lunch, you know, and just eat at my desk while I was working. And that added up to over like $12 a day. And if you think about that, that's a lot of money per week, per month. And so I no longer had that money. So I had to wake up earlier to make my coffee at home and make my lunch. Mm -hmm. And that was a really practical way. I think that saved us a thousand dollars a year just by making coffee at home and my lunch. Yeah, I think I think my biggest maybe was just I mean I like to bike and anyway bicycles and and so I would I would bike you know I would try to make a conscious decision well like if I go to the grocery store can I walk or can I bike do I have to take the car you know this is when gas was like you know three fifty and stuff so that helped us out a good bit um, but we don't have any like earth shattering I mean all the tips that we got we got from other or that we implemented were from other folks whether it's the envelope system or biking and walking or, and with the envelope or, the envelope system that basically you guys lay out all of your monthly expenses and just put them all in different envelopes and yep. at the beginning of every month is that how it works yeah yeah just a budgeting technique to where you uh, you know you, you so, have a man you have a physical envelope that has a budget budgeted number on the front of it and also has the amount of cash of your budget in that envelope. So um, every dollar you earn has an intention. Yep, exactly. So yeah, it's, it's all about just great point. It's all about just instilling. What's the word I'm trying to use? Instilling like habits. Intentionality. And, and, yeah. And, yeah. And so the psychological is, it's getting back the psychological like reason of money. Like, Instead of just the swipe with the card, you know, handing over that cash that you, you know, you, you sat down and spent time thinking about its purpose for, you know, it just makes you realize a little bit more that you're giving away some of your dollars. So um, it's all about, I think, I mean, we got that from Dave Ramsey and, you know, that's, it's all about, yeah, like you said, let's just bring in an intention back to your money instead of just throwing it off, you know, instead of just spending it without even thinking of it. So, I mean, yeah, we did that. We did, you know, the, you know, not buying crazy coffees and we didn't really, we didn't hardly ever went out to eat and we, we cooked everything that we, we ate, tried to live off of one income as much as we could. Um, yeah, we weren't perfect and every month was different, but being intentional with what, with how we spent our money, we saved way more than yeah. what we would have if we weren't intentional. Yeah. So that looks different to everyone. Yes. Everyone that's listening, it looks different because, you know, we all have our own scenarios and situations that are popping up. So it basically, 
everyone can relate to though is just bringing an intention back to the to, to money <laughs> so yeah instead of swiping with the card so i think that that's the only i mean yeah that's got to be the biggest um you know advice that we can give yeah it's super practical i really like that um so i want to we're i'm going to wrap up with you guys but i, I want to do like kind of a, a little rapid fire Q&A thing to to end this. So um, what kind of internet do you guys use on the road? I, and I know that we talked about this beforehand. Y'all are using ATT right now and y'all are ask, actually asking me for advice. So we can kind of skim over this one. I would suggest using the Verizon Jetpack for okay. you guys. So I would definitely check that out. We got service literally in all 50 states with that thing and it's been super awesome. All, all the RVers we talked to said good things. But um, you guys picked the Casita, the little Casita, RV. Why did you pick that one? Well, uh, out of all the options, whether like a class A, B, C, um, or yeah. So out of all those options, we we knew, let's back up. We knew that 2016 had us going around the country. Okay. So we knew that. So then we asked ourselves, what's our travel style? How fast are we going to be moving? So once we come to terms that we're going to be moving fairly slow, and slow to us is like we're going to be standing, we're going to be sitting in a place for hopefully at least a month or two at a time. Or a week or two weeks. Yeah, so we still differ on how this looks, as you can see. <laughs> but it's going to be slower. We're not going to be moving every night, pretty much like we're right. in the tent. So with that answer, we needed something that would allow us to be stationary and but also you know out in the middle of the national forest or something but also you know move back and forth with running errands or go visiting places around where we're parked so that kind of narrowed it down to either a class b or a pull behind trailer because the class a and the class c's were just too big for our pur- our purposes so um so we kind of narrowed it down to the pull behind because we wanted that ability to just drop you know, the, the, the trailer and then use the regular vehicle more cost effective on the mileage to, to go tour around and go into town and back and forth or something. Yeah. So, and, uh, and how long is y'all's casita? 17, 17 feet. 17. Yeah. What did it cost you guys and what year is it? Um, it's a 2009 and it was 12,500. And it's a Spirit Deluxe, I think, or something? Yes, a 2009 Casita Spirit Deluxe. And we also chose a pull-behind um, camper because it was going to be less expensive than a Class B, mm-hmm. you know, having the truck chassis on there, too. So we could find a used vehicle, you know, to tow our camping trailer. So that's mm-hmm. why we chose that. Gotcha. And roughly, how, much, how many hours a week? I know you guys are just getting on the road, but... Um, do you, do you have an idea of like how many hours a week you you both spend working just on, you know, CPA and writing collectively between you guys? Just rough. If you I don't would, go ahead. Sure. Gosh, Man. that's hard. I'd say over 40 hours because yeah. we, this is, we're excited about it. And so I think we're working more than we did in normal jobs. Yeah. There's no question about that. I mean, yeah, we work, but we do have the freedom to, you know, change Choose around our days. We'll, we'll so work, yeah. we can see friends in the morning or the afternoon or, you know, during the work week. So we're a lot more flexible. Yeah. yeah. What do you guys do for health insurance? Great well, question. <laughs> we, um, we were on travel. And, and there's oh, no judgment ahead. here because we literally just got Alyssa health insurance. So, yeah, no judgment. <laughs> 
We, so we were on. We were on travel insurance. We did um, World Nomads in Seven Corners. Yeah. So we still have that. And, that, um, and that's just a traveler's us. insurance, World Nomads? Yes. yes, World Nomads. And then we switched over to Seven Corners. And uh, so we're still on that. And we're trying to get, we're trying to transition out of that. But we just kind of got to wait and see how tax season goes. And then we're going to go to the health exchange, healthcare.gov to kind of try to get a health exchange, something in that regard. Yeah. We're in the research process right now. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, uh, we're all still figuring it out. It's super way more complicated than it needs to be. Uh, it's absolutely atrocious. I yeah. mean, it is ridiculous. I mean, I can get on a soapbox about that. Yeah, I think we all could. We went through the RVers insurance exchange for ours, I and mean, that we got we heard of that through Escapers, and um, it was pretty painless to to get. Um, and Alyssa has Scott and White now. It's her coverage is two sixty five a month, which is pretty steep. Um, yeah, geez. yeah, it's I mean, it's crazy expensive, and uh, but it covers her anywhere in the U.S. while we're traveling because we're yeah, out of our home state, Texas, for more than six months out of the year, so. Yeah, there's that. I would love to find a cheaper solution um, because she was doing .gov when it first came out, but and it was like yeah. fifteen bucks a month or five. It was like nothing. Um, mm-hmm. But then, like we for something happened and like we can't get it anymore. I don't even I don't even know why to be honest. It's all really confusing to me still. So, mm-hmm. what do you do then? Well, I am I'm 25, so I'm actually still on my father's insurance because uh, yeah, he works for yeah. a large company, uh, Dow Chemical, and so they just. Um, it's a really good plan. He's already got me on there. He's like, there's no sense in getting off before you're 26. And I'm like, you don't have to ask exactly. me twice. You know, I'm fine exactly. with that. <laughs> I mean, it's gotten so bad, dude. That we're, I mean, we're 28 and 29 now and like kids are coming and we had this conversation last night. It's like, there's a legit opportunity. There's a legit option to hop on a plane and go to Thailand um, to have our kids because that will be cheaper than having it in America, even on health insurance. Mom, that is not our plan. I know you can be listening to this. That's but that's just ridiculous of how, yeah. you know, there is just no good option for folks in this in-between phase like us, you know, not making a ton of money. Yeah, um, it's self-employed, and, so we don't have like... Yeah, self-employed, yeah. Yeah, it's a huge issue. Um, we should just start our own company that deals with this kind of stuff, but... That's a whole other. What's crazy is that even like go, and we're gonna move on from this. But going talking like even 25 years ago, uh, I found out from my dad not long ago that my older brother was actually born when they didn't have any health insurance, and he paid out of pocket. Um, and I don't remember how much it was, but when he had me, they did have health insurance, and he ended up paying more with health insurance for the for us having the baby than without it, which is just crazy. I don't. I, I'm sure that's probably not the same today. I have no idea, but I just thought that was crazy. Um, yeah. Anyway, do you guys? What is y'all's monthly budget for being on the road? Well, right now, every month is normally less than fifteen hundred. Yeah. Um, and our goal is fifty dollars a day. Yeah. So and yeah. At, right now we're at like forty-seven a day or something. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Gotcha. And you you probably don't have like an average payout that you guys typically make per month on the road because y'all are just getting started, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So, so up and down. I mean, for me, for my CPA stuff, I mean, so last year I made like 13 grand last year. 
So he averaged it out. So, you know, a little bit over um, $1,000 a month. So, yeah. So, I mean, that was like, that's 2015. Yeah. So we're not covering our expenses yet. But yeah. We're yeah. yeah. I, our first year on the road was 2014. And, and most of that was just like trip. And we were making like, I think like some like a 1200 a month, but basically on a good month. And I think we ended up making like 14 grand or something stupid for the whole year. And, but we covered a lot of our costs. We ended up paying like three or four grand out of pocket for our like 48 slash 50 state, basically 50 state road trip. Um, because through like sponsorships and whatever. So I think you minimize that time, like where you're still figuring it out, where you give yourself that like six month timeline runway. It's like, you can, if you're savvy, you can figure out other ways to start bringing in revenue. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good, that's a good point. I mean, that whole timeline, I mean, cause we researched some blogs and everything. Like how long is it going to take us before we can get sponsorships or build businesses or you know all these other uh, uh, blog, blog people kind of, giving feedback and it seems like yeah six six months maybe like you know like the the quickest time but maybe like a year and a half is like the window six months to a year and a half is us personally we started actually making good better money at, at like a year and a half so yeah i think it it's, it all depends it's so hard to say like what oh, for it, sure you know for it's, sure. it's gonna be different for everybody but i think one of the keys that most people don't understand until they actually get on the road is that once you start traveling and you give yourself that runway, you kind of take that leap and you realize how fun it is and how exhilarating it is to make your own day and to be able to go travel, wake up in new places and things like that, you're going to be more inspired and work harder to yeah. <laughs> make ends meet than you would if you were sitting at home because you just can't imagine what you're missing out on. You know what I mean? And you just have more time and time to either meet somebody that has an idea that you can be a part of or you have skills to contribute to or time to think about something that's a rev- like, like, like a crazy idea that you can pursue yourself. I mean, the biggest thing is like just getting out on the road and making the decision to do it. It just gives you your time to just chase the curiosities that are ingrained in you and just see where that leads. And, it, and honestly, it just leads to, to people and, and ideas and, and yeah. your passions just start to get crazy and yeah so i'm just saying like the six months to a year and a half like it's just like all that i've read the people we surround ourselves with it's like if you're just now starting off you know day one it's kind of like give yourself some grace for at least like a year until you need to like beat yourself until you until you need to kind of like say dang you know something needs to change you know because i mean if you just i guess just take an average of everybody out there i would say Six months to a year and a half is kind of what it takes. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, guys, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you you jumping on the podcast with me. Hey, guys, had to cut it a little bit short there at the end. Adam and Lindsay were losing service on there, and that's just kind of the nature of recording an RV-themed podcast. People are calling in from RV parks that have sketchy, slow Wi-Fi, and I guarantee it won't be the last time it'll happen. But thank you so much for sticking around and listening. I know it got a little bit choppy at the end there at the end. Uh, But if you want to check out any of the links from this episode, you can check out the show notes for this podcast over at heathpaget.com forward slash episode two. That's heathpaget.com forward slash episode two, all spelled out. 
uh, episode all spelled out, and then the number two. This whole podcasting thing is uh, is really new to me. So if you want to leave any feedback or any if you have any questions for me or if you know somebody that I should interview for the show, just leave a comment uh, there on the show notes page, and we can connect over there on the blog. Uh, I'll be releasing a new podcast uh, once a week. So if you want to have instant access to those, you can head over to iTunes in your phone or your computer and just search The RV Entrepreneur and click subscribe. From my understanding, you will have instant access when I publish a new blog, a new podcast. And if you don't subscribe, you'll have to kind of go back over there and keep logging in iTunes to recheck and see if there's been a new episode. And sometimes that takes a couple days. And it would be just awesome if you subscribed anyway. So thank you so much again for sticking around. Uh, Have a great day wherever you're listening to this, and I will talk to you guys soon.